0: Good evening, pet lovers, and welcome back to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. The place for pets and the people who love them, is sponsored by webdvm.net. Typed into your browser as web-dvm.net. Information community for pet lovers, where you can get information. You can read my blog there, a lot of content that I don't discuss on my podcast. I post there all the time, and there's also a virtual symptom checker in case you think your pet might be ill. You may get an idea of what may be wrong with him or her and other other things you can enjoy at web-dvm.net. Have a very interesting episode tonight. We are once again in the midst of medical misinformation. It's amazing in this social media age how quickly this stuff is just disseminates in this case, it's about a long, a well-long-established antibiotic known as convenia. Convenia it, excuse me, is a very unique antibiotic because it's given only by injection. It's called convenia most likely because it is rather convenient for both veterinarian and pet owner because all it requires is a one-time injection and it exerts its antibacterial activity in the body for 14 days or in some cases a little bit longer. Uh, It is the third generation cephalosporin which gives it a really nice spectrum for skin infections, uh, first time urinary tract infections, upper respiratory infections and as many of you with little dogs and cats are well aware, it can be rather challenging to orally medicate a dog or cat. So, <clears throat> convenia takes that out of the equation for dogs and cats that are prone to GI upset from antibiotics. Convenia is also a really nice option because it bypasses the gastrointestinal system, does not need to be digested. It disseminates through the tissues by other mechanisms. And so, very often with dogs and cats that have antibiotic sensitivities that may loosen their bowels or cause them to vomit, Convenia is a really nice option. Well, somehow, and I think I know the somehow, but we'll get to that in just a moment, Convenia has gotten a bad name in internet pet forum circles among, and again, these things tend to be disseminated among the non-medically trained people of the pet industry, groomers, breeders, that just kind of glom onto this stuff and percolate it. And of course, a lot of these folks I're in contact with the pet owning public a lot more than veterinarians are. If you have a healthy pet, I you know I I I may see your pet once a year and that's it for several years. And yet your pet might be groomed twice a month, once a month, boarded perhaps at a facility where there may be also groomers or, or kennel people that also, you know, tend to disseminate this type of information and I don't think they're trying to do a bad thing and I'm not implicating every groomer and breeder out there. Certainly there's a lot of groomers and breeders that do their due diligence and, and get to the truth before they start disseminating this stuff, but many, many times they don't and it's just out there. So, Convenia has gotten a really bad name in this past, I'd say six months or so. I've come across pet owners where I'm about to give an injection of Convenia for an infection and... On several occasions, I've gotten a lot of concern about it, that convenia is very dangerous, that uh, it takes 14 days to eliminate from the body, and if there's a reaction, it will be ongoing. And death can happen from liver failure. Uh, I've I've heard anaphylactic reactions, which would be a severe allergic reaction. I've heard death by heart disease. None of this stuff really makes sense. Now, I will say with anaphylaxis, That could happen with any medication, any antibiotic. Anaphylaxis is an allergic reaction. That's why whenever we're going to administer any antibiotic, we ask the question, does your pet have any known allergies to antibiotics? And of course, if there is an allergy to an antibiotic that we're aware of, we put it on the pet's file. But um, I had a particular client who brought... She had adopted this cat from the shelter, and pretty much almost all shelter cats come with some degree of upper respiratory infection. Usually they're viral in nature, and they have secondary bacterial complication where the use of an antibiotic is quite appropriate. This particular kitty cat was not eating great, but still eating. He didn't look terrible. His lungs were fairly clear. Just had a really congested head. You know, his sinuses were congested, had a bit of a snotty nose, and was coughing a little bit. But certainly just kind of a run-of-the-mill upper respiratory infection. I went to give him an injection of Convenia, and she said, no, please don't do that. And I said, well, how come? I really like Convenia for upper respiratories and kitty cats. You know, you just adopted this kitty, and it would eliminate the need to have to orally medicate him. And she said, well, I went uh, to... uh, Catinfo.org, I guess, is one of her favorite websites, and there's all the articles are written by a DVM veterinarian, and she said that you know this this veterinarian really warned against convenia that um, she has seen several reports. Now, you know, in her article, I did go back and read it. It doesn't say anything about her own personal experience with convenia, but she said that there's been several reports. Doesn't really cite any sources of. Severe Consequences of Convenia Injection. Well, I talked to this lady, and she's a very nice lady, and just wanting to do the right thing by her kitty cat, and I basically just told her, look, I've been using Convenia since 2008 when it first came out. The only only incident that I really came across was uh, in a cat that had a case of cystitis, uh, inflammation of the bladder. I suspected a possible infectious component. I figured it'd be a good idea to... you know, cover him with an antibiotic, gave him convenia. The owner reported that uh, the cat was a little lethargic for a couple of days, definitely not himself, post-convenia injection. That is the only negative report in eight, let's see, seven years of using convenia. And believe me, not a day goes by that I don't give a convenia injection. You know, on most days I'm giving several. And between the the two doctors in my clinic, myself and my associate, Dr. Fogelberg. You know, we're, between the two of us, we might give 12 convenient injections in a day because we come across infections all the time, and it's a really nice antibiotic choice because it gives us 100% compliance, meaning that it's foolproof. The owner, we're not going to lose compliance because the owner may see that the pet suddenly looks better after four days of antibiotic therapy and decides to stop, um... Maybe they stop because they don't want to have to continue to give the antibiotic, or maybe they, in other cases, they stop because they don't want to, uh, or they want to they want to put away that antibiotic for future use. Maybe they can vo- avoid a vet visit if the pet ever gets sick again. Or sometimes they just have a great deal of trouble medicating the animal, and so the pet's spitting out the pill, they're fighting them tooth and nail, and we don't get compliance for that reason. Well, Convenia gives us 100% compliance, which... Is very rare in the veterinary world, and failure of treatment is often the result of failure of compliance for whatever reason. So at any rate, I, I shared this with this lady. I said, you know, I've only had one case of lethargy in a cat, so you know, after probably thousands of injections of this stuff, I'm really comfortable with the safety of it. Still, she persisted. She didn't want the injections. So I said, okay, fair enough. We'll go with clavamox. Clavamox is a very commonly used antibiotic, we in cats and dogs. It has a nice spectrum of bacterial coverage, and I figured, okay, well, that would be the next best thing from my perspective. Put the clad on clavamox. Within two to three days of of taking the clavamox, the cat stopped eating and began vomiting. So the cat had a reaction to the clavamox. Uh, we see that occasionally. As I said, any pet can react to any antibiotic at any time. And this particular kitty, the 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 didn't agree with him, and he went completely off of his food. So at this point, I was a little bit concerned because when she brought him back in, uh, she we had noted kind of now he had a, a bit of a yellow pallor to his skin. Ultimately, a few diagnostics later, we discovered he had fatty liver syndrome. Fatty liver syndrome results from a negative energy balance that develops within anorexic cats. So cats are not physiologically well adapted to rapidly mobilizing fat for energy, body fat stores that is. So dogs are people we stop eating, we just lose a little bit of weight, no big deal, as long as we continue to drink, not a problem. Cats suddenly stop eating, within a couple of days they can actually start forming fatty deposits on their liver, again, because they are not well physiologically adapted to mobilizing fat for energy. Fatty liver syndrome can make them very sick and essentially the the only way you can really effectively treat fatty liver syndrome is to feed the cat. You have to overcome the negative energy balance. You have to give them enough calories that they stop burning their fat and then eventually the problem resolves itself. Well, try feeding an anorexic cat. I mean, they need, you know, uh, about 200 some calories per day. And, you know, try getting that amount of calories in a kitty cat that doesn't want to eat, especially a vomiting kitty cat that may not even be able to hold it down. Very challenging. So we had to put a feeding tube in this kitty. We, we did what's called an esophageal tube. It's a pretty minor procedure, not that big of a deal, but you can see where this is going here, <laughs> and I, I you know it gets even a little bit more complicated. So we put the esophageal tube in. We make a little incision on the left side of their neck, slide a little tube in there, suture it in place, and, and then bandage it in. They look like they're kind of wearing a turtleneck. The tube sticks out the back of the turtleneck, the neck wrap, and then the owner can then feed with a... Uh, it's like an insure shake for cats. It's called Clinicare, which provides all their calories. They can put all their medications in there, and life is good. So, that, at some point, this cat was on uh, a, a different antibiotic. She still, by the way, did not want to go with Convenia, even though I suggested, hey, you know, the Clavamox didn't agree with him. It It might be possible that other antibiotics don't agree with him. Uh, but she still didn't want to go with convenia, so we picked a different one called Orbax. So we put him on Orbax. So his antibiotic went in there. All of his feedings went in there. She had to feed him, you know, four or five times a day. And gradually, little by little, this, this cat got better, although he developed an inflammatory component to his disease, and we had to add a steroid ultimately to his treatment regimen. Um, but But ultimately, he did get better. Two weeks later, I pulled the tube. But this lady, in the course of all of this, you know, not only did the cat have to go through all of this, uh, she had to put in a lot of work, and, and you know, bless her heart for doing it. Um, she 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 dropped quite a bit of money. Um, and I want to go back to the beginning. Had she just taken my advice and you know done the convenient injection? I'm not saying that the fatty liver may not have happened. I'm saying there's a good chance it may not have happened though, uh, because I gave the if I give the convenient injection, we're not doing anything oral. We don't have the reaction to clavamox. Kitty does not go anorexic, and you know I think there's a good chance we could have circumvented the need for all of what occurred, the expense, what the kitty went through, uh, and whatnot. So, you know, you put all that together, and you think to yourself, "Look at the consequence of this misinformation." You know, this nice lady who's just trying to do right by her cat uh, became very convinced by this article from CatInfo.org. So let's get back to the article at CatInfo.org. This this what what this lady wrote really is not commensurate with the experience of any doctor I know. and We, we actually love Convenia. Um, you know, and it, it's not the whole, oh, you know, we want to make money on it conspiracy. No, we have a number of antibiotics we can sell. We love Convenia because it's convenient because we get 100% compliance because it works and it's so easy. Um, the owners love it too. And the owners that haven't, you know, Read this article, or or gotten the misinformation has not gotten to them. Absolutely love the the medication. In fact, with dogs that maybe are prone to seasonal skin infections and have had Convenia before, you know, sometimes I'm trying to mix up the antibiotics to re to uh, try to uh, prevent resistance. And the owners are actually saying, "Oh, please don't change it up. Just give the Convenia," you know, because it's easy. So you know, this stuff it 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 it. <sighs> It's irresponsible, um, you know, and and this woman is a DVM who wrote this article. Uh, a lot of people read her stuff and, you know, I'm going through a lot of her articles and I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, increasingly she's not very credible and, you know, I, I'm not one to engage in bashing someone. I, 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 do, I, I don't doubt that her intentions are good. It's just the the, the info she's putting out there is, is just, it doesn't make sense a lot of it. So she's very anti-therapeutic diet. Uh, you know, we, we have therapeutic diets that are prescription diets that are instrumental in, in uh, prolonging the lives of cats and dogs that are in kidney failure, that have chronic inflammatory liver disease or cirrhosis. So, you know, there's therapeutic diets for that. There's therapeutic diets for chronically constipated cats uh, that are very good. There's one in particular I like Royal Canin GI response. And uh, I mean, a number of diseases that we treat with therapeutic diets. My dog is on a therapeutic diet called JD that's heavy in um, omega-3 fatty acids. It's, it's got uh, glucosamine, chondroitin in it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that really helps his mobility in his later years of his life. So, you know, at the same token, they're not natural diets. And I know there's a big natural kick and, and I'm supportive of natural. I think natural and unprocessed is great if you're doing it the right way. Uh, at the same token, though, we can't let the ideal be the enemy of the good. So, being anti-therapeutic diet just because you feel that, you know, cats should eat nothing but meat as pure carnivores, uh, you know, there, there there is definitely some credibility to the fact that yes they are pure carnivores and you know ideally they are well suited to eat nothing but meat that's absolutely true they can make anything they need from protein they are the pure carnivore Um, but at the same time though you throw in chronic disease now pure meat's not the right thing to do necessarily so you look at like kidney failure for example protein is actually has to be restricted with kidney failure patients so we, we can't say, okay, natural, natural, natural to a kidney failure patient because they actually have to have a restricted protein intake. And the a protein that they take in has to be a very high biological value, meaning that it's going to be primarily absorbed and utilized by the body with very little excreted as waste because the, the waste byproduct of protein metabolism is partly what's you know really hurting these, these cats and kidney failure. Same goes for dogs. So yes, I'm, I'm very naturally minded myself. Um, I have a holistic website, drrogerholisticvet.com. I am very into uh, holistic management of disease. Uh, However, you can't turn yourself off to therapeutic diets just because, you know, there's soy in them and there might be some corn in them. You know, it it just, it doesn't make sense. It's an obstinate uh, mindset uh, that I'm seeing from this particular veterinarian. So, I just want to make clear everybody, convenia is not the danger that it's being portrayed to be. Seven years of experience with it has, has told me that. And um, you know, if you get convinced otherwise, don't be convinced. <laughs> Believe me, I, I I work every day in the trenches and I actually work with the stuff. So if your groomer or breeder, you know, happens to tell you that Convenia is the devil and your vet shouldn't be using it because he's going to kill your cat or kill your dog. Please don't listen to that. It's hype. It's not true. It's based on very, very, very poor facts, Um, actually non-facts. And uh, don't deny your pet the opportunity to receive therapy for an infection that's very effective and enables you to comply optimally just because there's this one other uh, story real quick. Dog has dog comes in. It's got an infection on its knee, little in, uh, type of lesion called a granuloma, and I treated his, his little minpin, cute little thing. Treated him with a injection of Convenia, which the owner was very supportive of because, you know, she she basically uh, has a very hard time treating this little fella. While he's a little cute little sucker, he's also a stubborn little sucker. I don't know any of you who are familiar with the miniature pincher breed, but they can be they can be stubborn little creatures. So she loved the idea of the convenience. Well, you know, she's a very naturally minded owner. So she goes to the this the pet store nearby. It's called the Natural Pet to go buy some holistic uh, stuff, you know, holistic uh, supplementation. And she likes to buy her food there. And, you know, it's a nice store. From what I hear, they have some great stuff from the holistic side, a lot of the things that, that I'm uh, a proponent of. But then the clerk comes up to her and, you know, you could take your dog in there and he says, oh, so how what are you treating that with? And she said, oh, my vet gave him an injection of convenia. She, the guy says to her, oh, my God, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that. Now, this is not a veterinarian, mind you. He's like a guy who works at the natural pet, works the register. That was a big mistake. He's going to kill your dog. Shouldn't have done that. That, sta- that stays in the system far too long, and, and, and vets really shouldn't be using that. And so this owner really takes that to heart. She's in tears. My office is closed, so she has to spend the evening mortified that her dog's going to die of liver failure. The guy told her liver failure specifically. And ultimately, uh, she got a hold of me in the morning and, you know, she said, why would you give my dog such a dangerous injection? And I said, what I'm not. What are you talking about? And then she goes on the convenient rant and I said, oh, please don't listen to this person. Um, he does not know what he's talking about. I would not put your dog in harm's way. I love your little dog. Um, I'm in this to save lives, not to hurt them. And, you know, basically just told her, look, the notion that your dog's going to die of liver failure makes no sense. Convenia is not, is not metabolized by the liver. In fact, it's not metabolized at all. It's not processed in the body. It actually has a half-life by which it's eliminated. It, yes, it does stay in, in, in the system for a while. Obviously, all it requires is one injection. But it, it actually is eliminated via the urine virtually unchanged so a lot of drugs medications even nutrients they enter the body they get processed they get changed they undergo transformation either by liver or kidneys or both and they're also eliminated by these mechanisms Convenia is not It, it it sits in tissues and then gradually basically just gets eliminated unchanged so it's not processed by the liver it's not touched by the liver why would a patient go into liver failure um it just it doesn't make sense so this, if this person had any understanding of physiology meaning mr mr cash register guy at the natural pet he would have known that that was an absurd statement and he's just spreading hype so be warned this is the next target we've talked about the whole trifexis controversy and you know that one's been beaten to death and there's still people dug in the sand that are convinced that you know that medication is the devil as well. And there's a big veterinarian slash big pharma conspiracy to to suppress that information. But that also is not true. That's a whole other story. Not going to go there. Whole other episode. But folks, convenient is safe. It's one of the safest antibiotics on the market. And it is a great tool for veterinarians to treat infections. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely evening and look forward to talking to you again. Take care.